TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Hi, everyone. Real quick before we start. We love making this show. And if you like listening, we want to ask you for two small favors that will help us out a lot. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. Just search for Gone Cold KYW in your favorite podcast app and hit the subscribe button. And second, we'd love if you can take a minute to give us a rating and a review. It helps other people find the show, and it can make a big difference. Thank you very much. Here's episode three. We all have routines. Things we do every day because it just works better. Maybe there are a few slight changes you would make from day to day, like you didn't have time to make coffee, so you picked one up instead, or you needed to stop for gas this morning instead of on the way home. My father would come home, he'd get showered, changed, he had a routine, go back, go to the bank, get his money, and go back to the store. Or maybe you needed to mail a package before catching a train, so you caught a later one. It seemed to be pretty much in every, I'll set it, routine that he had. Routine that he had. Routine that he had. What difference does one little change make? Do the same routine all the time. All the time. Home, get shower, go to the bank, go back to the go store. Go to the bank, get his money, and go back to the store. Get a routine, get his money, come home all the time, shower, go to the bank. Do the same routine. He would do this every day. Turns out, it could make all the difference. And we felt somebody probably had watched him before and you know, knew his routine and was waiting for him when he came back. And it did for Fred Winter in February of 1993. From KYW. In Philadelphia. Philly. Philadelphia. Fred Winter, was, everybody loved our parents. If somebody needed money or something, we weren't rich. But my, my father... They came in and asked my dad, oh, can I borrow a few bucks or can I have borrow a pack of cigarettes? Or My dad didn't turn them down. My dad would help him out. He would help anybody. He, he just was that kind of person. And I just would, he just lo- everybody just loved him. These are true stories about unsolved crimes. There was houses behind us, next to us, right where he was, and nothing. Nobody saw anything. Nobody heard anything. I guess, you know, at that point he didn't have a lot to go home to, and the store was really his whole life, and unfortunately it cost him his life. I'm Kristen Johansson. 
I'm Tom Rickard. This is Gone Cold. When you said 93 that it was that he passed away, I'm like, oh my God. When did I start working, you know? 1986. Mm. Yeah, we're in 1986 because he needed somebody in there to help him. Yeah. Right away. This is Marie. Marie Avella. I was uh, an assistant to Mr. Winner. Marie worked at the Winner Variety Store in Collingdale, Delaware County. I worked in a store. I opened for him in the morning. Uh, I was one of his cashiers. The store was located on McDade Boulevard, between Woodlawn Avenue and Blunston Avenue, right across the street from a Wawa. I opened the store every morning for Fred. What time? Uh, Nine o'clock. It was right next to O'Hagan's Tavern, a neighborhood bar, the kind of place you could walk in and find the same regulars talking about the Eagles, borough politics, and how about that weather? And uh, my routine was to go down to O'Hagan's and pick up the newspapers and open the front door of the store and, and start the day. He would come in maybe 45 minutes later. Yeah. Yeah. And that particular day... I often think about this now, is that that morning when I went down to open the front door, after I got in the newspapers, I walked out the door, and this was on February the 18th, a Darby Township policeman was waiting to come into the store to cash his check. And I often think back now, like, what if he hadn't been there at that this front of the store? Yes, I knew Fred. He had almost anything in there, anything you needed, you could go to, you know, winter store and pick it up. And he was a nice guy, very nice guy, always, you know, talked to you, has that hello. Everyone in town knew Fred, even the cops. My name's John Eulens. John was a sergeant in February of 1993. I'm currently the borough manager for Collingdale Borough. Uh, I did serve on the police force for 37 years. At the time of that incident, Uh, I was a sergeant and was also doing investigation work for the borough. It's it's a typical small town. I mean, uh, I I moved here in 1953, and a great town to grow up in. And uh, a lot of people spent their whole lives here. Fred was a well-known small-town businessman. Oh, he was a sweet man. He wasn't a very large man. He was small, you know, in stature, but he was a very nice man. Yeah. Always willing to talk, always willing to help. Just all around guy, you know, nice. <laughs> How did you get to meet Mr. Winner? Like, what was Just going into a store, you know, picking up little things, and that's how we got to talking, and one day he asked me if I would be interested in working for him. So I wasn't working at the time, didn't have a job, you know, I had a child still in kindergarten, so I, I took the job while she was in school, you know. I went to Collingdale to interview Marie and Joy Winner. Um, my dad was Fred Winner. He was a very caring father, 
We loved him very much, and he cared about his family. He would do anything for us. Uh, him and my mother um, ran this 5 and 10 store for many years. Uh, it was 25 years total. When I got to Joy's house, I felt like a guest. They put out fresh-baked cookies and coffee, and Joy laid out pictures of her dad. The house is covered in memories, pictures of their entire family, black and white photos of small children, wedding photos from the 90s, grade school and graduation pictures of Joy and her brother Rick. And what did the store mean to him? The, the store was his life. Uh, the store was open seven days a week, and... The store meant everything to him. You had magazines, you had cards, you had stationery, toys, sewing notions. I mean, you name it, it was in there. And if it wasn't in there, my dad would get it for you. He was very, very dedicated, very dedicated man to Collingdale and very dedicated man to his customers. And he just loved his store. And for someone to do this to him and take his life away from him, it just hurts so bad. To see somebody do this to somebody, he's so innocent and, and so wonderful. When Fred's wife was still alive, he made a deal with her. The variety store would stay in the retail business. My mother passed away in 1986. She had cancer. And my mother always said, you know, I never want to check cashing business for fear of being robbed. So my dad kept in his wishes that he would not do that. And when my mother passed away, um, you had the Kmarts and your Walmarts opening up. So that took away his little five and 10 business. And when business started drying up, Fred finally made the decision to begin offering check cashing at the store. That became a big part of his business, the check cashing. And then as everybody came in there, they would, you know, buy a bunch of his little stuff. But the check cashing, it was really a big part of his business. Here's how it worked. Fred would keep cash at the store. A lot of cash. Thousands of dollars. Customers would come in with a check. Maybe they don't have a bank account or just don't want to wait for the check to clear. So they endorse it and give it to Fred. Fred gives them cash, minus a transaction fee. The checks go with Fred to the bank. He grabs more cash, brings it back to the store. And repeat. Do you think being a check cashing store made it a a bigger target than if it was just a variety store? Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. I mean, if if he hadn't uh, progressed into the more heavily into the check cashing, I mean, there wouldn't have been that much money involved daily basis there. After my mom passed away, he had the check cashing business for another seven years before somebody had to take his life. I don't remember it being... I really don't remember it being super cold or I don't remember any snow or anything, but... I think it was around 9.30, something like that in the morning. My father would come home. He'd get showered, changed. He had a routine. Go back, go to the bank, get his money, and go back to the store. And he would do this every day. I went to work like normal. 
went through O'Hagan's like normal, talked to everybody in there, went out, opened the door. February 18th, um, he came home from the bank and he, he um, had these totes. He had this big station wagon, had these totes in the back of his car so he couldn't see out the back window. He used to bring them home and put them in the garage and he was running late that day and didn't have time to take them out. He went to the bank, he picked up his $10,000, came back to the store and he always backed the car into the parking lot. And the policeman was there that morning. And I let him in the store with me right away because I knew him from coming in and cashing his check. And uh, then the regulars came in. The neighbor next to us, she used to have a couple dogs out in the yard. Mrs. O'Hagan used to stand by the window and she used to watch my dad pull in the driveway, back in the driveway, get out of the car and go down between the alleyway to his store. She used to watch him every day. And this one day that this happened, she was not in the window and the dogs were not in the yard. Were you here when it happened? Or? Uh, yes, I was actually in the office that day here. All the sirens were going off out front, and people seemed to be hurrying, and I was like, what the hell's going on, you know? We received a call of a robbery at the Winter's Variety Store. Eulings and his chief jumped in the car. They were less than two blocks from the store. I grabbed the keys and I locked the door and I went outside. But uh, I went to the rear of the variety store and I found Mr. Winter lying on the ground next to his car. My neighbor across the street had just had a heart attack and uh, I thought, oh my God, I hope he didn't have another heart attack. And I ran up to the corner and everybody's running down and going up the alleyway. And I'm like, what's going on? And I think it was Joe from the store next to your dad's, the washer place. And uh, he said, Mr. Winter's been shot. And I went, oh, you know, I was like, oh my God. And he had a uh, bullet wound to his chest. And then I went back and ran up to the back and he was laying on the ground. And I tried to talk to him. But he didn't respond. Yeah, the ambulance came in right behind me and they put him in the ambulance and took him to the hospital. And I ran back in the store and called Joy and her brother. Um, I was at work. I worked for Hospital University of Pennsylvania, and I was at work in my office, and um, Marie uh, called me up crying, and she said, Joy, you need to come home right away. Something's wrong. Something happened to your dad. I wasn't able to talk to him. Like I said, the ambulance came in right behind me. So it was just a continuous trying to, you know, take care of him, get him out of there. My dad had emphysema really bad. He was a heavy smoker, and I just thought he was having a bad emphysema attack. But Marie couldn't tell me what was going on. She just said, Joyce, just come right home. It's, it's an emergency. Come right home. 
So I did it. I came home. I, I flew home, and um, you know, drove home, and um, and I saw police all over the place, and I didn't know what was going on. I I, I don't believe he was completely unconscious, but he wasn't talking or anything. One of the girls from the flower store offered me a ride to the hospital, and I gave Mr. O'Hagan the keys, and I locked the, I mean, I locked the door and gave the keys to Mr. O'Hagan. And I went to the hospital. And the nun let me in to see. He was gone. That's when I found out that my dad was shot and robbed. And by the time I got home, he had already passed away. So they took him to the hospital, and there was nothing they could do for him. He was shot in the abdomen. Don't want to see anything like that happen in your town. You really don't. And uh, you know, from that point on, we just started, you know, questioning anybody in the area, you know, to find out if anybody had seen anything. When I don't understand, it was 9:40 in the morning. Why nobody heard anything? If he if he was shot, why didn't anybody hear anything or see anything? There was houses behind us, next to us, right where he was and nothing. Nobody saw anything. Nobody heard anything. Coming up, why police only have one clue in a murder that happened in broad daylight. Gone Cold will be right back. Welcome back to Gone Cold. Fred Winter was shot and killed outside his store. It was 9.30 in the morning. Fred's check cashing money was stolen. $10,000 in cash. His killer left nothing behind. Collingdale police got to work immediately. Yeah, once we got him in the ambulance on his way to the hospital is when we started talking to any, you know, see if anybody had seen anything. We requested help right away. Like I said, we're a small town. We requested help from the Delaware County Criminal Investigation Unit and media, and they responded right away. And all the detectives just started interviewing the whole area. And from everyone they talked to... We got bits and pieces from different people. They were able to zero in on a single clue. Led us to looking for a uh, silver Lincoln. We really didn't get any information other than, you know, somebody saw a black male in a silver Lincoln take off. Yeah. You know, I guess it was at a high rate of speed or, you know, we concentrated on trying to locate that vehicle. Did you have a description of who it was? We, the height and everything? But we did have a general description. Uh, we did make up a, a composite photo that was, you know, sent out. But again, we were never able to identify anybody from it. Back then, I'm sure we had, you know, we had many, many calls, and every one of them were followed through. And uh, none really led us to anything different than what we originally had. Uh, at one point during the investigation, a uh, 
gun was recovered, uh, I believe in Upper Darby, that uh, we'd gotten a report that they thought that was the murder weapon. And we spent quite a bit of time tracing, trying to trace that all down, and we later learned that it wasn't the murder weapon. When Fred set up his check cashing business, he took some precautions. He installed a glass shield in front of his employees. And he set up surveillance cameras. Fred had a uh, system in the store, you know, should anything happen. They were directed to the back of the store, on the cashiers. Police think the goal was to get the transactions on camera. So if Fred got a bad check or something... He could go back and identify who gave him that check. I think that was the main, you know, idea of it. The one place cameras didn't look was outside. Joy Winner has had decades to think about what might have been. The police often said to him, Fred, you know, I think you should have a Brinks truck or something deliver your money rather than you going to do it. And my father was against that. He didn't want people to see this big money truck pulling up for fear of being robbed that way. About what could have happened if just one thing went differently. Then the police offered to take him to the bank. Just give us a call. We'll escort you over there and back. Well, he didn't want to be a burden with that, so he just continued to do it on his own. What if Fred had changed his routine? Unfortunately for Fred, it seemed to be pretty much in every set it routine that he had and we felt somebody probably had watched him before and you know, knew his routine and was waiting for him when he came back and why why did a robbery turn into a murder a senseless killing of a man joy says would never have fought back my dad always taught me when i went to the bank carried under your armpit if you ever get robbed just let it fall out and give it to the guy and let him go my dad had sarcoma tooth. It was it's a disease of the nervous system and the hands and his hands were crippled and everything. And you know, he couldn't fight off anybody and he couldn't run, he couldn't walk the best, but he, he got around. But um but he could never fight somebody off, so that was what he taught me, was, you know, give it to him. So when this man jumped out at him, he opened his jacket and went to reach for the money, and all we can assume is that either this guy just thought he was reaching for a gun, which he did not ever have, never owned a gun, um, and just shot him. But my dad would have just given it to him. You know, he didn't, there was no reason for him to shoot my father. No reason. We actually had a reward account for Mr. Winner. Uh, it was actually up to 25000 pledged. Collingdale hasn't really had much of any kind of murders that I knew of before my father was killed. Well, it's definitely frustrating not to have been able to you know, come up with who did it. Yes, definitely. Sure wasn't because we didn't try, because we spent many, many years actively on it. Congo was a wonderful town, and just, um, I don't know where this person came from, uh, why he chose my dad. And then, unfortunately, you know, you get to a point where 
who do you talk to next? You know, you almost need something to come up to, you know, get you back into it. I mean, that's why over the years, a number of times we've done, you know, newspaper articles and everything on it to try to, you know, stir up some more new information, hoping maybe somebody bragged about something to somebody. Or I, I would love to get a phone call from the police saying that they finally caught this person. Uh, it would just would put, be, be a big relief to, and closure to the family. I think everybody figures that, you know, whoever got away with it is long gone and I mean, who knows if he's even still alive, whoever it was. I'm hoping that one day this case will be solved. I would really would like to see this man put behind bars, wherever he may be. I'm really hoping that somebody out there will come forward and say something soon so we can put closure on this and know who did this to our dad. This is a true cold case. Yes. Yes, it is. About 18 years after Fred was killed, another business owner was murdered in a similar incident. Yogi Bafshar owned Best Convenience, just four blocks from Fred's store. He was also shot and killed during a robbery. Joy and the Winner family offered some of their father's reward money to find Yogi's killer. If you have any information about Fred Winter's death, you can call the Collingdale Police Department at 610-586-0502. You can also call the Delaware County Investigators at 610-891-4000. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, at GoneColdKYW. We post photos from the case and the interviews there, and also in our Facebook group. It's called Gone Cold, a cold case podcast from KYW News Radio. I'm on Twitter at T-Rick. That's T-E-E-R-I-C-K. Kristen is at Kristen Johansson. Gone Cold is created and produced in the KYW studios in Philadelphia. Our theme music is by Obi Daz. We're going to take a break for the holidays in December. So look for episode four sometime in mid-January. I'm Tom Rickert. And I'm Kristen Johansson. Thanks for listening. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.